All right. Um, I'm excited. Let's look at what you've got going on here. Yeah. Oh, all right. So there's a couple of things I'm going to talk about. Um, clarity of uh, purpose and soul's work and how people perceive you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you might find kind of surprising. <laughs> so um, at least, you know, when I was going through this first time, I found it, it was very actually relieving to find out how people perceived me um, because then all of a sudden other things that happened in my life made more sense. So, um, okay. So let's get on with first the clarity of purpose. So when we're looking at clarity of purpose, like when you're thinking of like, why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing? Um, This, we look at your son, which is here in cancer, which you probably knew already. Mm-hmm. Your moon down here in Libra. We're going to look at your Mercury, which is also here in Cancer, and your rising, which you have rising in Leo. Okay. So we're kind of looking at how those things play together. So we have, um, like I said, Cancer, Leo, and Libra. And it's interesting how they play together for your purpose. <laughs> so, um, just having your rising in Leo means that like you're like a bright and shiny person. Like people will be attracted to you. Like you're in some ways very charismatic. And I, I, yeah. And you don't necessarily like to have you like people to adore you, but you also like to lift other people up. It's like it's a mutual thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And um, the other thing that's going on there is with your purpose is just a lot of um, one thing I like about Libra and we're, we're going to get some more into kind of more like ancestral wounds and kind of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Think about Libra is a lot of balance, a lot of rooting for the underdog, which I think is really brought boldly forward with Leo being there and you're rising because mm. we'll always be trying to lift others up, make others be seen in the world to bring a sense of justice, mm. um, especially a lot of social justice. And the reason I say that is because you have your Mercury and your son in the 11th house um, in Cancer, that's here. And mm. the 11th house has a lot to do with um, Aquarian kind of energy, so there's a lot of social justice in that philanthropy. Okay. But what yeah. I'm getting is a lot of social justice um, flowing in there. So when I look at your chart, I really think it has to do with uh, with social justice, with really kind of being seen in the world. Yeah, that other so you can help others be seen, hmm. like people that we don't normally think about. Um, You know, right now in this time period, we're all of a sudden realizing who essential workers are. Yeah. Like that. It's like bringing light to people who we, that others normally don't think about or who aren't put forth in the media or, you know, wherever. (laughs) I'm thinking kind of, (laughs) it's like I got into social justice. I'm thinking like (laughs) King and Cesar Chavez and, no, like yeah, yeah, yeah. People, um, so you've said yeah a couple of times. 
And I, I want to bring up also that Libra is all about beauty. So my thought is, whereas you're spotlighted, you're spotlighted because you're bringing something beautiful into the world. And through like my art. Yeah, I'm thinking your art. <laughs> beautiful in the world, and it kind of it it's. What I'm getting is it starts conversations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of going a little bit off of what I said I would do, but the second house is how you make money, right? So there's a little bit of Virgo in the second house, which okay. is going to give you that, that organization to doing things, but there's a whole lot of Libra. Mm. Beauty, balance, grace, diplomacy, all those those skills which I can definitely see coming forth in art. Yeah. Right. And when even when I jump over to your fifth house, um, because we were gonna get there anyway, but <laughs> when I jump over <laughs> to your fifth house, um, which is like creativity, entrepreneurship, that's kind of what the fifth house is. So when I'm looking mm. at and seeing um Capricorn in there, which is like an empire builder, hmm. which is really interesting because I, for it's interesting for me. So you're gonna have to tell me definitely how this is with you, because I never think of artists as building empires. <laughs> huh. So what what are you thinking when I say that? I'm thinking it's more of like, um, sort of a like a mental emotional empire with the purse, like, like creating a, a more of a creative empire. It doesn't have to be um, actually physical, uh-huh. but like through art and communicating with other people with my art who, who think the same way. Yes, I can get that. It's, it doesn't, especially (coughs) doesn't have to be like a multinational corporation, right? Yeah. But to have it more at the, because I, I think what's happening is we're having such a shift, like an economic, uh, the way the economy works is shifting the way Mm -hmm. that, um, Commerce in general, yeah. And so that could be that you're, it's, the build is different. It, okay, so this is, like I said, I was going to get off onto a tangent, but part of your soul's work has to do with your Chiron. And your Chiron is there in the fifth house, too. Hmm. And Chiron basically, um, do you know the, the, the story of Chiron? He was not Greek mythology. Okay. Um, isn't he the? Is he the 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 uh the person who trained Hercules, or is he the guy with the boat? I think he's the guy who trained Hercules, if I remember. Okay. Correctly. Um, he was a centaur. Yes. Sound right? Okay. And um, I forgot who you know parents were, but one was a god and one wasn't. You know. Mm. This, this is Greco-Roman mythology. But 
Um, he knew a lot of things and he knew how to heal, but he had a wound from whoever got mad that he was born and um, that wound would never heal. And he couldn't die, right? So there, that was also awesome. always in pain. <laughs> but he could kill anyone else. So they called Chiron the wounded healer. So <laughs> the reason I said that is because Chiron is where your wound is. And so uh, when we're looking at your soul's work, we're looking at your Chiron. We're looking also, again, at your rising, which is in Leo. And we're looking at your north node. Your north node is up here in Taurus. Hmm. Okay. So what I'm getting when I look at Chiron being where your wounding is, and where your wounding is, is also your gift, right? He was mm -hmm. wounded and he couldn't heal himself, but he could heal everyone else. This is a place where you have a lot of pain, but that, that pain has helped you or will help you help others. Yeah, I see that. I see that. Yeah, so having it in Capricorn, there's a couple of things in here, but one of the things I think might make um, the most sense, because I'm also taking into account your age, so it just might not have come through, oh, or it might yeah. be something, right? Um, and I'm still getting this, so I'm just going to go with it, is the workaholism. Capricorns tend to be workaholics. Mm -hmm. um, and because, I, you know, you have the rising in um, Leo. Leo likes things to have a certain uh, bit of fun and creativity and excitement. But that Capricorn will want to kind of cramp that and make sure that it's mm -hmm. scary. And that's the other thing with Capricorn. Is this really necessary? And so there's going to be that battle. And with the workaholism, um, which actually is kind of a thing that happens to a lot of Leos that have to work and work and work and work. Yeah. But that right. work underneath the underlying layer to get to adulation. Um, so that that's, might be something that you help people work through as you figure out how to navigate that piece mm -hmm. that you can help others work through that. So I'm, I'm thinking, and you probably know these people's, this guy's story better than I do, but what's coming to my head is like Leonardo da Vinci. Hmm. Right. He was a man of the Renaissance. He did everything. <laughs> and, and supposedly he didn't sleep a lot either. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Um, he had this, this thing where he only got like three hours sleep. Oh my gosh. Stay awake for, I don't know how many hours and sleep for an hour and then stay awake X number of hours, sleep for an hour. So he only really got like three, maybe four hours sleep a day. Hmm. Cause he was really a slave to his work. Like hmm. his work was its own high. Um, so take a look at a story see if I'm getting it confused in my head because these things happen right um, but the art it wasn't necessarily art for art's sake it was art that was pouring out of him hmm. 
Um, and I can see. It's like he felt moved by a yeah. purpose. Yeah. That was greater than him. Exactly. And I can see that in you the other day. This is so random. The other day. <laughs> Your mom sent me a picture of you, and I could see the art, like, ready to pour out of your finger. <laughs> I was like, that is so interesting. <laughs> I, I imagine that's what it was like for Da Vinci. Maybe not, but I imagine that was just thing that had to come out. He could not not do it. Yeah. And there has to be a way to do the thing but not get so caught up in it that everything else gets ignored mm -hmm. right so it's like yeah. you're doing the thing you're you're sharing the art and you're uplifting others through the art like you said you you know like you saw that you could create this network of people not being your empire the 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 diffusion of the thought yeah itself. So it's just like making sure that as you learn to, as you're, it's isn't the right word. Oh my gosh. I get <laughs> words to it. Shining light, shining light's a better word. As you're shining light on what's happening for your heart and sharing those thoughts. Yeah. Also, maybe it's people who do work, you know, I don't know, like farm workers, because we just talked about Cesar Chavez. So maybe it is farm workers, which they work like dogs, right? Mm -hmm. You also want to not only shine light on that, but you also don't want to be working like a dog, right? Sure. Um, and what's interesting is your true north node is in another workaholic place. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh -oh. like, this is something to be mindful of. Your true yeah. is here in Torres. Right? And yeah. what's nice about Torres is Tauruses tend to do well financially, just to be honest. Mm. Um, I mean, this is where your true north node is. So it's because they like to work and they see a vision and they go for that vision and they pursue it. They get yeah, it. Yeah, my God is a Taurus. Okay, yeah, you know the type. Yeah. Um, the flip side of Taurus is once they get something done, they like to relax. They like to be cozy. They like luxury. And you know when they say if you mess with the bull, you get the horns? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like you're working through all that. That's like the place when you talk about your true north node, it's a place that's your growth edge. So mm. you feel like, oh, that's true of me. <laughs> feel true of you. Instead, you're doing mm. what feels true of you, which is more in your south node. So your south node here is going to be Scorpio. Hmm. And in Scorpio, that's more of um, going within, going deep, like... I think of Scorpio, there's a way to think of Scorpio as very mystic. Mm -hmm. Think of Scorpio as a, um, a researcher, but both of them used mm -hmm. going within and going really deep on something. And so that makes sense. Yeah. Let's say, does that feel more comfortable to you? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> so when you're, that's, that's because that's your staff note. That is the lessons you've already learned and things that you feel mm -hmm. like, bam, I can, I can handle that. <laughs> you do is you take all of that so that you can hit your growth edge and your north node. Think of it mm -hmm. um, a relay race. It's like you're giving all the 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 good vibes and all the um, excellent qualities that you have down there in Scorpio, and you're handing yeah. to to uh, the next person in Taurus to say. Go and hit that summit, and that summit is that perseverance. That summit mm -hmm. is being able to that's, work hard and relax. That's, yeah, that's what I'm working on right now. I think. Yeah, it's it's that's your growth edge. That's your soul's work. Hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. So that when you when you take all that together, it's just be mindful as you try to get to that growth edge that you don't spin into workaholic mode, right? <laughs> the shadow side, really. Yeah. It's just like it's the shadow side of Capricorn. They're, if you look at them, they're both earth, right? They're both very grounded. Mm -hmm. um, and they like the work. Hmm. So you kind of have to make sure to temper that. Um, and hopefully this brings you an awareness uh, which reminded me of something else. Let me look really quick. Yeah, you have a lot of earth in your chart anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, so having it to where, let me think. All right, so with all that, that earth in your chart, feeling very grounded, it's interesting because you're very grounded and very, very creative. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to let that play in my head for a minute. <laughs> so let's run really quickly over to how people see you. Because that was one of your questions. Mm -hmm. um, I, was I was excited because your rising is kind of how people see you. So they kind of see you as Leo. Hmm. Your first house is how they see you completely. So you kind of come up as a Leo. Because there's a lot, like a very little bit of Leo here in your first. Yeah. Year. And then the rest is taken up by Virgo. Hmm. Virgos are very organized, um, very, <laughs> very selfless. Um, let me think of some other kind of Virgo qualities. When I say selfless, Virgos really get excited about helping other people. All right. Yeah, I that's, see that. Yeah, that's their jam. They like to help other people. So when people see you, they see you kind of bright and shiny, and then they're like, oh, my gosh, and she's really nice, too. <laughs> 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 She'll help me out when I, you know, I'm in a fix or something. And that is also where, for lack of a better word, that's where your luck is, too, right? That's mm. the most expansive. Um, is in Virgo. This is where your Jupiter is. So it hmm. kind of takes and highlights the part of you that epitomizes Virgo, right? We don't have like, when we talk about any of these signs, we all have pieces of them in us. So the part that yeah. is most representative 
it takes that part of you in Virgo and just puts it on steroids. <laughs> right? So if you enjoy helping people, you enjoy helping a lot of people. Maybe you do volunteer work. Maybe you organ you were the person at school who organizes the can drive, like all that kind of thing. Mm. I, I I am in um art society so we do uh like community service in like the art community mm -hmm. exactly it's like that's that's your jam does that i mean like does it make you feel when yeah. you're doing those things yeah it does it doesn't feel good yeah it, it's it just takes that pin on steroids which honestly is not a bad thing <laughs> <laughs> right it's just that, yeah. that brings you a lot of joy and a little bit of that Virgo energy, of course, is like I said, second house is how you make money. Um, kind of leaks over in the second house, but a whole lot of it is that mm. uh, art, beauty, um, diplomacy, fairness, you know, making sure that. Uh, I, I am I am usually the mediator. Two people get into an argument and I like help work things out. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, that's going to be your life. Congratulations. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it always starts hurting. Um, <laughs> and it's also because they see you as someone who's safe, who's really going to help. Yeah. Because that's what's coming up with that. You know, having a Leo, you're going to be seen in the first place just because you're Leo. Like, definitely. Obviously, Leo is, in Tarot, is represented by courage. Mm. also is actually ruled by the sun <laughs> right True. And yeah. so you're always shining bright <laughs> once they kind of adjust for that that blinding light they see that beauty that's behind it that kindness that just mm. your soul which isn't bad because or i say it, i say it's not bad it's never bad but also because you know your son is actually in cancer. Yeah. Which is like a mom and, and nurturing mm -hmm. and um, somewhat fierce at times when you need to be fierce. Very. <laughs> watching out for others. So, yeah, that totally gels out. So that's really cool. Um, what other questions do you have? Um... Maybe about how I am in relationships. I know we're going to get to relationships. <laughs> um, I don't do kind of love kind of astrology. Well, I mean, like, just like, uh, like, but yeah, but partnerships. How's that? Yeah. Yeah. Partnerships. I could talk about partnerships. All right. So with partnerships, um, I look at the, um, come on, Africa. There's a word and it's called the seventh house. <laughs> the seventh house is the house of partnerships and the other reason i'm going to bring it up is because this line if you kind of look it up remember like here i said this was your ascendant mm -hmm. rising sign this is your decent okay. uh, and that is in um aquarius so most of it you know seventh house is here in pisces but it just so happens your descendant starts at aquarius Mm -hmm. Look up some stuff online about your descendant being an Aquarius, and it'll tell you a lot more because okay. where that connection is. 
So I just wanted to give you that piece before <laughs> we move forward. Yeah. Um, but when I'm looking at your seventh house, like I said, which is the house of partnerships, you have Uranus here with Pisces. So look, it's going to look um, different. Hmm. Okay. It's going to look different. The thing about Uranus is it's all about difference. And um, I'm thinking Missy Elliott's get your freak on. That's <laughs> the best thing to just say and leave it there. But Pisces is so deep, right? Pisces, mm -hmm. end of the zodiac. And it's not really the end. I, you know, Aquarius is really the end. Pisces is like that in-between place where life review happens. Mm. it's like they're not even attached to this world half the time you know? <laughs> yeah, they're I, so, I yeah they're so done being here <laughs> you know so having your Pisces there in the seventh house I would say partnerships are very you know I think of Scorpio I think of very much this kind of sexual tension kind of thing and being very deep, Pisces being there takes it another level altogether. It's not even necessarily sexual. It's this kind of deep longness. Mm -hmm. at, um, I, that I think will feel more like a soul merging. It's gonna be. It's gonna look different than what we think of as relationship now yeah yeah I see that. construct of it in society because it's just on a whole nother level that's what pisces there's it's just bring relationship to a whole nother level that is unlike anything we've seen that's the one i would say which is kind of strange for me to say to someone your age <laughs> And hoping your mother doesn't try to shoot me. So, <laughs> but that's what I would say. It's going to just be, to me, when I look at relationships for you and what I'm feeling, are just going to be on a whole nother level. They're not going to be like, oh, we went to the, the movies and then we went out to eat. <laughs> it's not that. It's not that for you. Which Interesting. Is, okay, cool. Right? Okay. It's just something completely different. Which... Why not? Yeah, why not? Different is yeah. good. Yeah, different is good. You're just connecting at a deeper um, level that is kind of, I, I use soul level, but it's almost beyond that. I don't have a word for it. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, I do feel that way with like a deeper connection with some of my like really close friends. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's, it's, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be so deep. It's almost as if I'm going to say an integration or a synergy. Like, mm. and you don't know where one ends and the other begins. And that's, that's what relationships are like for you. It's not mm. a meshment, right? It's not a meshment. Um, where you're codependent that yeah no right um it, it's it's an integration that is so interesting. Mm. 
like I've seen <laughs> describe them in words. Um, it's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take a swag at it with words. Okay. <laughs> seeing is, is not people, but things like at a cellular level, like merging together. Whoa. <laughs> and out of each other. Like, that's the best way. Like it, they, it's like when they phase, they merge and that's the end. Mm -hmm. So they're still very much themselves and very much not themselves. That's the best way I can describe what I'm seeing. It's very interesting. I'm I understand that. Yeah. I'll be journaling on that one, honey. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the other things I want, if you, if you have other questions or thinking about any of your questions you have, there's one other thing I want to talk about and um, to see how it feels for you, for you to just try on. The yeah. other thing I noticed in your chart is your black moon Lilith, which is when you kind of think of that part of you that you suppress, that's kind of what black mm. is, um, is in Gemini. And that could mean that you could be kind of passive aggressive. Yeah, okay. <laughs> sometimes. So the way, you know, to deal with passive aggressiveness, try on really doing a lot of shadow work, uncovering any insecurities, which just makes you, once you, you uncover, recognize, name insecurities or anything, any of that shadow stuff, it just makes yeah. you a person anyway because you're aware of your own triggers. Mm. Um, what would be interesting, what got me very interested to want to bring this up is that it also has to do with as you go through all that shadow work and the things that trigger you, you become even more adept at working with symbols. Mm. And that's what got me really interested and wanting to make sure I talk to you about this at because you do so much art, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. um, and so if you want to work maybe with some of these um, shadow energies and, and like I said, figuring out the triggers. Um, have you ever done any mirror work or looked at, or, you, or do you have any affinities with um, mermaids? Um. Mermaids, definitely when I was little. My stepmom is writing a book about mermaids, so That's a little bit. Yeah. There's, there's energy around mermaids. Hmm. So that might be a way to kind of do some of the shadow work. Okay. Is with that, especially if that, you know, when you were younger, that was a thing. It might be something yeah. revisiting. Hmm. Yeah, so... Other questions? Cool. This is so interesting. Other questions? I know. Yeah. Um, I guess like uh, how I relate to my family. If that's something you can do. Yeah. Let's look at the fourth house. So, fourth house is all about family, and. Your fourth house is, you have a little bit in Scorpio, which doesn't, mm -hmm. knowing your family. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. 
Um, but then you have most of it. So you got a pinch over there. You got <laughs> Sagittarius, which is really think about adventures. Mm. Going under, going after knowledge for the sake of going after knowledge, right? Like mm -hmm. developing and like being philosophical or developing your own philosophies. And um, I was telling you more about your mom and your dad, <laughs> right? But I know that that bent, that philosophical bent, is within your mom. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I don't know your dad. I would assume probably there's some of that in him too, because definitely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just, <laughs> um, and so your your relationship with family in that way, you want to, and this is kind of where your um, your parse fortune is here. So kind of, uh, or they call it parts of fortune. Mm. So it's another place where there's a little bit of yumminess, a little bit of, of good luck. Because <laughs> having family as being deeply nurturing, this is what makes you the happiest, right? It's what makes you happiest. Yeah. Family being deeply nurturing, having like those deep conversations. That, that is nice. Yeah. As, as long as you have that wherever you are, you will feel as if you were at home. Mm-hmm. Right, so home is always where we make it, but when it mm -hmm. comes to family, whether they're our family of origin or our found family, like mm -hmm. we find people and they become family. As long as you have those pieces there, the nurturing mm -hmm. and the deep conversation, it will always feel like family. Mm -hmm. I hope that makes sense. So to me, that's the relationship with family is that's going Yeah, on. yes, I see that. Um, the piece over here, you have Pluto. So, like, why? Okay, so Pluto. Um, Pluto is kind of a disruptor. Mm. <laughs> um, Pluto likes to say, oh, you thought that's the way it was? Well, here's how it really is. So let's blow this and once we blow it up, we'll take from the ashes what will work. That's Pluto. Mm -hmm. So having Pluto in your fourth house could mean your child of divorce. So it could just be that. Mm -hmm. um, but it's going to keep, it'll keep going into your next family. So you get to pick up mm -hmm. this and decide when you create your family, what family actually looks like, what actually makes a thriving, um, hmm. nurturing family. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So that's going to be something that you bring forth. I don't know that that necessarily is going to come out in your art or anything, but that's that piece that you get to recreate. In the I get, yeah, I get that. that. You desire. Not in the way that it's been done. You've got a lot in here on you're you're just a disruptor. <laughs> that is your job. Your job is disruption. <laughs> nice. Um, to do it differently. Mm -hmm. um, but that I would be interested to to read other people around your age. Oh yeah. Because I wonder if I would see the same level of disruption 
and not disruption not being bad it's just yeah but like the level of like um just shaking the old ways because mm-hmm. that's been very interesting because that's a lot of what i see <laughs> you're just like yeah. f this i'm doing something different <laughs> Even if I don't know what I'm doing, I'm doing something different. <laughs> well, it's because you're figuring it out. Yeah. So, yeah, you wouldn't know necessarily what it is. <laughs> no, by God, it's going to be different. And even in the way that you see, like I'm looking at, remember I said it's about good philosophical conversations. That's family. Yeah. Even when I'm looking over where Venus is, like what you love, that would be one of the things you love is that because it's in it's just good conversations. Hmm. It's just... I, it I do have, like... That, that's almost kind of how I um, rate the closeness of friends is, like, can I have a, have, have a good, deep conversation with them? Mm-hmm. You just... It's not surface. Nothing here is surface. <laughs> right? And um, it's deep, even though I keep saying it over and over again, it's disruptive um, because it's different and that's needed, right? That, that's what's needed in your life for sure. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. And um, yeah, what other questions? Do you have any other questions I should ask? I don't know. Hmm. You don't have to. We can end and you can always think of something and let me know. Yeah, yeah, I think that's good. I feel pretty complete with yeah. everything we found out today. That's a lot to chew on. So yeah. as things go on, do ask me questions. Of course. Right? Because I, I, your chart is yeah. and you'll have this recording, but do ask questions because it's it's very interesting. So hold on. Okay. A second here.